Breaking with the Jackets fans, we are back in live on this July 27th. And we'll start off the way we normally do, with a, a cold one. Chase, what are you drinking? The usual, a little Mick Ultra. Oh, wow. I've got the local uh, Wiseacre sun bump since it's a uh, brisk 102 degrees with 100% humidity here in Memphis. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, fans, we're back. It's ahead of football season. Uh, fall practice. Fall camp is what, this week? This coming week, right? Anyway, well, we have a special guest, and that'd be Wiley Ballard. Wiley, what's going on? Not much, Chase. Uh, Josh, Chase, excited to be here. Uh, enjoyed some some pre-recording uh, banter about a Georgia Tech basketball and uh, the Iron Five. But no, I'm I'm excited to talk to y'all, man. I mean, I think uh, you know I've obviously done a lot of stuff, uh, a lot a lot of different uh, teams and programs. But I mean, I'm a Georgia Tech alum and. I've uh, been rooting for for the Jackets uh, long before going to school there. So this, this is I'm excited. Awesome. We're excited to have you on. So, Chase, I don't know if you want to kick us off, dude. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Wiley, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess just tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you come want to come to Georgia Tech and be a Yellow Jacket. Well, I'm, I'm from Atlanta originally. Uh, my dad is from Atlanta originally. Uh, his father moved to Atlanta when he was about three years old. Um, so we've had pretty deep ties uh, to Atlanta from a family standpoint. Um, you know, my dad uh, was in the stands uh, at, at, I guess it wasn't called Bobby Dodd at that time, but Grant Field when uh, uh, Tech took on Joe Namath from Alabama, you know, when he was eight years old. And so, I mean, we've, you know, I, I was indoctrinated into Georgia Tech fandom from an early age. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think, you know, my biggest concern, honestly, when I was eight or nine years old was I heard how difficult uh, Georgia Tech was to get into. And my biggest fear was uh, not getting into school there. So, you know, when I got in as a, a high school senior, um, I knew there'd be some opportunities uh, to work inside athletics. And I kind of figured, you know, where else would I want to go? So I think that's that's what attracted me to Georgia Tech. And then you go back to when I was in high school, which would have been uh, from 2009 to 2012, I mean, you know, football won the ACC championship, you know, as, as Sean Bedford has said in the past, you know, they can pry that, take that ring off his, uh, his, his dead finger. Uh, so yeah, won the ACC in basketball or uh, football, basketball was in a pretty good spot there with, with coach Hewitt and, uh, you know, Derek favors and that whole gang. And then baseball was rolling, uh, hosted three straight regionals softball was kicking butt so like i mean i'm again from atlanta so i spent most of my weekends you know especially the back half of high school just going out at the flats and going out of rush chandler or bobby dot or uh you know i guess the thriller dome out amc at the time mm, mccamish now yeah yeah i know i had to, I had to check myself <laughs> <laughs> the thriller dome that was uh, chase i don't think you I think you would, uh, when, by the time you'd come, they'd already started deconstruction. But there was something nostalgic about that kind of like, it was like elevated the student side, right? Oh, was absolutely. Like yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. And again, I was telling you guys before we went on the air, like the first team I fell in love with at Georgia Tech was, was the men's basketball team. Uh, my dad took me to see Chris Bosch a couple times uh, in the one year he was at Tech and I was probably eight years old or something. And I, you know, the, the story goes in our family that I like, that was the most fun I, you know, I'd had the whole year. And so we decided to get season tickets uh, the next year. And, you know, everyone remembers, you know, you go all the way to the national championship. I was watching the, uh, uh, the final four game with my babysitter um, when Will Bynum uh, hit the, hit the shot to get us into the finals. 
And I ran around the backyard screaming, hooting and hollering. And, and my babysitter says, all right, Wiley, you know, we got to go to bed. You can see who wins, um, you know, and, you know, after, you know, when you wake up the next day, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, wasn't that just halftime? I'm like, no, this is college basketball. They, they play a first half and a second half. That was it. And she goes, what? Well, that was exciting. I said, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think I'm running around outside for? Yeah, exactly. We exactly. just upset Kansas. Come on. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, that was Oklahoma run, State. Yeah. Oh, State. Oh, Kansas. Was yeah, Kansas, Kansas was elite eight. I mean, eight, uh, that, that yeah. was overtime, I think, right? Yeah, they were, um, yeah. They were Actually, both like, crazy games. Yeah, no, and again, I still think if BJ doesn't twist his ankle against Nevada, we we give Connecticut a better shot. Um, I know, yeah, and it always makes you wonder if if uh, Chris Bosh would have stayed if we could have. I know, oh, we could have contained Okafor, but he just ran wild down there. Yeah, but you know, you talked. I've talked to you know, I talked to Randy Waters, who you know, still does the the color commentary for basketball on the radio side, and he insists. I actually had a chance to interview Bosh a few years ago, and you know, he he really did not think he was going pro after freshman year. I mean, it really accelerated, like almost like the last couple of weeks of February, like all of a sudden it was like, no, we think you're like a top five pick. You know, yeah, I think it even caught him off guard. I think that the game plan for him realistically was probably two years of college, which, you know, if he'd gotten that second year, um, you know, he would have been a part of that team, but no, I think that's been one of the, one of the cooler parts, honestly, the last few years working with tech basketball has been, you know, BJ elder coming back, being a part of coach Pastner's staff, getting to ask him questions about that team. Uh, Marvin Lewis was the CFO, obviously, for a long time uh, at Georgia Tech here recently before going on uh, to Brown. You know, getting to hear their versions of, of, of that year compared to what I experienced as, as an eight-year-old Georgia Tech fan has been one of the, the, the cooler parts of the last 10 years for me. Mm, major nostalgia right there. Oh, yeah. Just right yeah. in the heart. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you come to Tech and, and you know, you, you already kind of had this out. We kind of talked about it beforehand, but how did you know you want to get into sports broadcasting, like specifically? So for me, I, I'll be honest, man. I mean, like, the, again, I said Georgia Tech basketball, fell in love with Georgia Tech basketball. So listening to West Durham, I remember those were, you know, I mean, 20 years ago, there were still a few games that weren't actually on television. So I remember they were playing a, uh, a game against Illinois, Chicago, some random like game that was actually played at UIC and it was radio only. And I had like a radio in my bedroom and I was listening to West and Randy and jumping up and down and having like just living and dying. I think we lost the game, but like living and dying <laughs> with everything. Um, and I just kind of clicked like, this would be really cool. And then the other piece of it, to be honest with you, you know, I, I know the uh, women's world cup is going on and this guy's known more for his, his uh, women's soccer play by play, but JP Della camera mm. uh, was the television voice of the thrashers. And I was an absolute hockey nut. Um, and so I remember watching JP Della camera on television and kind of being like, that guy has an awesome job. I'd love to do that. So, you know, hockey and, and Georgia tech men's basketball, my first loves, I mean, football followed, baseball followed. And so I kind of had a bit of an inkling that I wanted to do it um, from a very young age. And then when I got to high school, I started going to a lot of Georgia tech baseball games and Kyle Tate uh, was the voice of the baseball team at that time. And I was kind of asking about his journey. He said, well, they just called me over one day and said they needed a baseball announcer. And so I walked over and I said, well, you know, how many other students are trying to do it? You know, how competitive is it to try and get an opportunity? And he was like, honestly, dude, like there's nobody here who wants to do it. I was like, nobody <laughs> wants to announce baseball. And again, at that time, like, I mean, at that time, you know, you've been to Omaha in 06, uh, you know, uh, 
Charlie Blackman, I guess, had just finished up there. Oh, like, yeah. dude, 09, 10, and 11. I mean, those are three top 15 teams. I was like, the heck you mean nobody here wants to do baseball announcing? It's ridiculous. Um, so I knew that was a possibility as a freshman in high school. So I stayed in touch with Kyle. Uh, then, you know, the other piece of it, too, is play on sports kind of got some momentum going inside uh, Georgia high school sports. And uh, schools started um, broadcasting their own stuff online. It was kind of, the, you know, the very, you know, the infancy of, of, of that. And so my junior year, my high school started a broadcast program and I was like all in, you know, I was filming, uh, you know, running cable, you know, announcing, doing, you know, I just basically, that was my, my, you know, I was three, three seasons out of the, out of the high school academic year. I was, I was working with that club. Um, and so I knew I'd scratch the itch there. I knew the Georgia Tech baseball thing was a possibility. And I'd reached out to uh, uh, the special teams coach at my high school is also the official statistician for the Falcons. Mm. Um, it worked in, uh, I think, he, I think he went to Georgia. He worked in Georgia sports information office. And so he kind of mentioned to me, cause he heard I might go to tech. It's like, well, if you want to go there and work in sports info, I can put you in touch with, with Mike Stamus, uh, and Moose. Is, you know, exactly, man. I mean, he's, he's a legend at Georgia tech. He's been there for, I mean, he's closing in on 40 years. Like I think his 87, 88 was, was his first year. Um, you know, absolute institution, uh, you know, at, at Georgia tech and, um, you know, my, my, my first boss in the business. And so I, I met Moose and, you know, I said, sign me up. So I, I tell people all the time, I, you know, I did a, I took, I, I did my first shift at sports info as a student worker and did my first, uh, shift at, at WREK, um, before I even took a class at tech. I think my first class, my freshman year was like Mondays at one o'clock. And so Monday morning I went and did radio and sports info and then class. And then that's pretty much the priority of, of what my, you know, <laughs> that was foreshadowing of my priorities over my uh, five years at Georgia Tech. That's hilarious. Five. Dude, the, that's that is wild. Like the oh same the, it's funny you said that about like asking to be the announcer and they're like, no one wants to do it. That was the same kind of feeling I had when I was like, I think being a manager would be cool. So I like reached out to I emailed Brian Gregory directly at the time and then he forwarded me to Chris Jacobs, director of basketball operations. And he's like, Yeah, come in. Can you come in tomorrow practice? I was like, uh sure. <laughs> so I sh- I showed up like in my suit. I had on like uh you know my tie on and everything. I'm looking nice and he's like, "What are you doing? Like why are you wearing this?" And I was <laughs> He's like, "Put on some gym shorts." I was like, "Okay." So <laughs> like we're I sticking think... like they threw me out to practice and like I just practiced and uh he's like, "Yeah, if, if that's something you want to do, then you know, you're in." I was like, "Okay." I think that's like very different. It's like talking to like talking to a lot of other people like managers and it's probably the same thing with sports broadcasting like other schools like that's a track and people focus on that like i'm going to be a basketball manager i i'm not gonna make the team maybe i'll walk on i'll be a basketball manager maybe i'll get into coaching after like it's like a progress and here it's like at tech a lot of guys are just like what like chase asked me if i wanted to do it and i was like do you get paid any money? Cause I need help with, with food and stuff. He's like, yeah, a thousand bucks. I'm like, and sports I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand bucks for an entire semester's worth of work. Yeah. We called uh, a moron at all, you know, random times, but, yeah. but it was, it was awesome. We didn't, we did, at least I didn't do it for the money. It was, it was, it was nice to get it. No, no. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Priority registration. Well, yeah. Oh, well, see, that, I, I never got that. I was always bitter. Oh. That, that just, I never got priority registration. And I'm sitting here like I'm like I'm having to cut out a class to go announce a baseball game. And like my professors are like, you're doing what? And I was like, I have to go to Clemson this weekend to do baseball. Like, well, you're not on my you're not, are you a manager? I was like, no, I'm the announcer. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, 
I feel like they should designate that. Yeah, like, man, they need to they need to change that. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it was kind of. I mean, I to be honest with you, it was kind of a crack in the system, quite. Because like again, like like when I. Yeah, there, there, there wasn't, there, there was not a lot of collaboration between WREK and athletics at that time. Um, yeah. I mean, Kyle Tate did a really nice job of building that bridge and Nolan Alexander as well, um, of, you know, kind of, you know, maintaining that relationship. But um, no, to your point, like, I remember like emailing Moose, like as a high school senior, like, hey, if I come to school, could you use me? It's like, we'll have you start the first day you can. Like no interview process, <laughs> like, no, like, you know, and I talk to people who go to UGA and look, I mean, Grady's at spectacular journalism school, um, you know, a lot of great, um, you know, uh, journalists have come out of there. But, you know, for me, and I, and, and Kyle said this, and again, Kyle's, you know, he, this is 2010, 2011, I'm, I'm a freshman in high school. And he's like, Georgia Tech's kind of a diamond in the rough because it's power five athletics, but there's not a lot of manpower from a student standpoint, as far as like people who want to do this professionally. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I tell people all the time, like not even specific to Georgia tech, but like there is some, like, don't get me wrong. Syracuse. I mean, unbelievable Northwestern, Maryland, Georgia, like Georgia, like terrific journalism schools. And there's a ton of value in that. But, you know, I, I remember I asked Dave Cohen, uh, who was, who's still the voice of Georgia state when I was a senior in high school, I was like, am I crazy to go major in business administration or, you know, whatever I was going to pick at the time, I pretty much picked something off a sheet once I got to campus. So what are they, what are my options? Yeah. <laughs> Am I crazy to, to go to Georgia tech and like not study this, but just try and get a lot of real world experience. And, you know, his response is like, if you have a chance to get on the air, like if you go to Syracuse, that may not happen until like your junior senior year. Now, now the, the con of going to Georgia tech is that you don't necessarily have faculty members who are going to go out of their way to necessarily again, get your priority registration. Um, or, you know, the, the, the network is not nearly what it might be at a Syracuse or Northwestern, but he said, if you feel confident that you can network on mm -hmm. your own and kind of, you know, be your own, uh, you know, job counselor or professional uh, guidance counselor uh, for your career, then, then I'd, I'd go take the on-air opportunity. And, you know, there's another guy, uh, you know, I mean, I, and it's very similar. I mean, look at Joe Davis, who does you know, the World Series on Fox, he went to a small division three school and just got a ton of reps because nobody else there wanted to do it. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of different routes to, you know, to to, to work in this field. And, and I think, uh, you know, for me, I again, I love Georgia Tech. Like that was the other thing. Like I, I basically tried to find a way to where it made sense professionally because I was going to go there no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that I mean that again, I think like to your point, like nobody really wants to do it. And that's like, on top of that, like, I mean, you guys, look, basketball had a rough stretch when we were in school. Like, there's there's no other way to put it. Yep. And so I'd always kind of look over, like, you know, because my job, I would escort the visiting coach um, to the press conference after games, which, you know, usually meant the winning coach, sure. um, you know, <laughs> unfortunately. Although, again, there were some great wins in there. And, again, I think Brian Greger, given some of the resources he had, did, a, you know, a, a really solid job. Marcus George's hunt, to me, is still one of the – one of, one oh, of the yeah. top basketball players to come through tech the last 15 years. Um, you know, they had a huge, again, I can go on and on. They, they had some triumphs there. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I remember like looking at these, like these managers or like people who like these kids who went to Duke or Carolina. You have no idea. Like you just, you have no clue. You just, you sit here and you're like, I'm working for coach K. This is great. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, like, you know, I, I hundred bucks says you're not doing this if you're at school at Georgia tech, like you're doing it because, we might go to the final four and that's great, you know, but again, that's why like, I, I, I've always felt a kinship with you guys, like, especially in baseball, cause I work closely with them, but student managers at Georgia tech, like it's probably not going to be a professional track. Most guys are not in it for that. You know, again, and the expectation at least at the time when we were in school was 
It's probably not going to end in the Final Four. But, like, we just love Georgia Tech and love yep. basketball and want to be a part of it, dude. And that's – I mean, I think yeah. – I, I think you, nobody at Georgia Tech is doing it for, quote-unquote, ring chasing, you know, when, no. when we were in school at least. No, no yeah. No, you you, you got to have the passion for sure. Um, Speak, speaking of passion, me and Chase are going to – Crack another one because we're yes, please. Well, fifteen. <laughs> another one. No, I I think you you nailed it on the head. It's like a lot of these things at tech, the people that do interface into the uh, student athletic association with the student athletes, even the student athletes themselves are like very quirky, very different because they're plugged in for school, the love of tech, and and you know long term future. Yeah, I may have been to sports, but I love my school, so that's why I'm doing it. That's the biggest thing. Um, also, I think something triggered me when you said, you know, listening to the radio too. I don't know if y'all did this. We we would turn the uh, TV all the way down to zero, and kids, if you're listening to this today, probably don't do this at all. But you turn the radio up, you would have like a four second head start on what's going on. But like West Durham, and I hate to say this because I. My half my family went to UGA. You know they had Larry Munson back in the day. You would, you would have them like tell you the play by play. And I think the play by play, like if you play over, uh, what's that? The Florida State game, way better than any TV play by play could ever get. Like it, it was just a better experience overall. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people do that these days anymore. I think you'd be surprised. I think there are more people who do that than you think. And I think, you know, I, I've talked to Andy Demetra about it. Who, you know, obviously he's been a, a great mentor for me. But, you know, especially at the college level where everything is so like, you know, it, I tell people all the time in Atlanta, at least, like the college athletics are such a bigger deal because in the same way that, you know, some, you know, John Smith's grandfather might have had season tickets to the New York Giants 100 years ago. Like Atlanta doesn't have that. Like my, like my dad's from Atlanta and he, he was a teenager when all the pro teams, like major league teams showed up. But like his father went to Georgia Tech football games. Like my dad, like it's they, that the level of like, and that's why I think Atlanta gets some unfair grief about how they're not a great sports town. It's like, well, no, I mean, we're, we are a great sports yeah. town. It's just, we don't have that multi-generational link to the Falcons or the Braves or the Hawks or United. But like, again, I will challenge anybody on the passion for college athletics in Atlanta compared to Packers craziness and you know, Wisconsin or bears in Chicago. Like that goes toe to toe for me. And again, mm. I, I'll be curious to see where we're at in 30, 40 years when, you know, there's a little more momentum built up and if the Falcons ever, you know, find, find, find a way to, uh, you know, get over what, what happened seven years ago. Um, but, you know, because I think the Braves have kind of gotten to that point too. Yeah. The success 100%. They've had and, you know, hundred percent, but. No, I yeah, like Georgia Tech for me is like I mean that's that's as much like blood as anything else. Yeah, us us too. Yeah, I mean my my dad got his masters at Tech and my grandfather got his undergrad in the 60s and yeah, he'll he'll tell me stories all day about how awesome it was and how dominant we were playing against Alabama and stuff. I'm like, man, that sounds awesome. I was going to I was going to ask if cuz your dad said your dad was 8 and he went to watch Joe Namath, Alabama play at Tech. Is yep. that the one where Bear Bryant had to wear like the football helmet in? Because you know, you like read about it as a kid about Tech fans throwing like fish and like bottles at yeah. Alabama. The chick, I, I gotta look at the timeline. I know the the chick granny incident was around that time. Like my dad remembers, like he was like probably ten or twelve. I want to say it was a couple years after that. I think the Namath game, and I, I should know this off the top of my head. I think it was sixty. 60 it was sixty okay. or sixty one, and I think chick. I mean, I'm. 
I gotta go look at it. I think Chick Granny was like a year or two after that, but um, you know, and there's, I mean, you know, Jim, Jim Terry, you know, who's long tech alum works in athletics a good bit. You know, he, he still talks about that. I mean, so, I mean, there's, there, there's still a lot of people who are around who are, who were a part of that. Um, but, you know, to, to your point about how the student athletes are also different as well. I mean, you know, I look at a guy like Ben Lammers, I mean, you guys had Ron Waymer on earlier. Um, Chris Bosch, you know, wanted to study computer science. That was one of the biggest reasons he chose Georgia Tech is because of the computer science program. Um, you know, I think to me that in a lot of ways, that, that's kind of what, you know, attracted me to being a part of it as well, because you know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, the long hours somebody might put up in, at the College of Computing or, you know, over at Van Leer, like engineering wise, like it's, it's the same level. It's the same work ethic that, that that's being shown by, you know, a baseball player at Russ Chandler or Mewborn Field or O'Keefe for volleyball. Like, I don't argue there are fewer schools that actually have more in common when it comes to comparing student athletes to normal students than Georgia Tech, because like the bottom line is like pretty much everybody in that campus is working their butt off at something. Mm. And like that, that to me is one of the coolest things. And, and, and I, and sometimes I, I wish there was more of an understanding if, if you go across the lines, like from the students to the student athletes realize like how hard they're working student athletes realize how hard the students are working. Like, again, I think, I think the common thread for anyone who chooses Georgia Tech is just passion mm. and, and, and work ethic. And I think that's something that, um, you know, if, if, if we were to look across from, from whether it's the Hill over to athletics or athletics to the Hill, there's, there's a lot more in common, um, than I think a lot of people realize. Amen. Yep. I would agree. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I do. I do think your point about the students, they, they, they need to experience a day in the life of an athlete because yeah, a lot of times you're in, you know, you're in class with some of these guys and you're like, Oh, you know, they're, they're walking in late or whatever, or they're, I mean, not not athletes doing this, but um, you know, I just think yeah, I did actually did that probably more often than a lot of the other athletes. <laughs> <but> yeah, <laughs> they, they they got a bad rap, but yeah, like you said, they they could have yeah. been, you know, we we flew in sometimes, you know, get into your your dorm at four in the morning, and I mean, just just a different life, but yeah, anyway, yeah, you, you're basically, I mean, sports is a, a full time job itself, and on top of going to school there, and that's the crazy thing. You see these guys that you know don't make it to the pros, but you know, we had like Ronnie, like we said, that was on, uh, we had Isaiah Willis, you know, Ike's mm-hmm. working for Accenture as a uh, consultant. And he was talking about how, you know, uh, Brad Stewart, great wide receiver at tech, right? Like he's, he's at Accenture as well. Like these guys are consultants now. Like it's, it's, they weren't screwing around in school. You know, they were late because guess what? I just, I flew over to Ireland uh, last week and then, you know, it's time yeah. zone. And I, I just had a full, uh, full plate on, you know, like, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, and we'll, we'll switch gears a little bit. Um, Wiley, I know you kind of dip your toe into a lot of different areas, um, different sports. Do you have a sport that you would say is your favorite to call, or do you kind of just enjoy them all about the same? Uh, I I'd say baseball. You know, I, I I really fell in love with baseball in high school, and I remember getting season tickets uh, to Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, my, my birthday's in December, so it was kind of a hybrid Christmas, uh, hybrid uh, birthday present for season tickets to Georgia Tech baseball uh, when I was a freshman in high school. And I remember I just fell in love with it, man. Um, you know, and, and I, I've, I've talked, you know, obviously, you know, I'd love to, to, to do Major League Baseball at some point, you know, in my career. And, and I love working, uh, you know, the Braves telecast, you know, behind the scenes for the most part and uh, occasionally filling in on 680. But 
you know, to me, like Georgia Tech baseball was so cool cause just because of the level of, of kind of intimacy of it. And I think, you know, there, there's something you said that for, for all Georgia Tech sports, but I'd say ba- baseball is probably my favorite. Um, you know, and I also think that uh, college baseball also like it, you know, I, I sometimes I feel kind of like a snob or kind of like a, a hipster or whatnot, like in like in a bad way of being like, you know, I love football at the college level. I love basketball, but like it gets so much attention. It's kind of like when you have like a favorite indie band and all of a sudden they make it big and you're like, ah, I'm not yep. anymore. Um, you know, that's kind of how I feel about college baseball, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I love the sport. Um, you know, obviously, you know, again, going to Georgia Tech, you've, you've at least got some uh, pension for mathematics and, and stats and those types of things. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the opportunity to work closely with that program when I was in school and, and really for the last 10 years now uh, has kind of had me fall in love over and over again with baseball. I, I do have to ask because at the time I could not listen live. This is one of the unfortunate times where I couldn't have TV in that. What did you say last year or was it two years ago when uh, we played Tennessee in the regional? Because I was talking a lot of smack in Memphis with all these UT fans in the bar. And the, the ninth inning collapsed and that middle finger came up. I just like about walked out of there. Like, how do you handle like moments like that? I, I'll be honest, dude. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think we had a video monitor in my booth. Like, I had to look across um, for the replay. I didn't see it. Oh, like, I, I, was looking, I was watching the ball. Yeah. And so I didn't hear about it until I like I was on social media after the game. And like, I'm glad I didn't see it because like I would have said like I. Yeah. Yeah, I would have lost it. So I did. I did not see it. I, I was following, you know, that, you know, the trying to watch the ball so closely. And again, credit to, to ESPN's production crew. That <laughs> Look, was wild. Getting, yeah, <laughs> it was. I'll leave, I'll leave it at that, man. I, I, it was wild. Um, you know, I felt sick for Colin because I'll be honest, yeah. man. Like, I mean, Colin Hall defensively that whole season was better than I thought it was. And I, I told him that I was like, dude, like I, I'm like legitimately impressed with how he played center field that year. I did not think he, uh, you know, he, I thought he really took his game to another level and I felt bad the way, uh, you know, that, that ninth inning unfolded for him and really for that team. You know, I think that team had a chance, I think to be, you know, people complain about, you know, getting sent to Tennessee and, 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 and that was a tough break. But I think if you ask him on that team, the real frustration is they missed some opportunities in the regular season where they should have been a host, you know, they had yeah. enough talent to be a host. There's no question about that. But in some ways they kind of deserve to go to Tennessee. They, they were 15 and 15. Um, they had a really, they had a great strength in their offense and their pitching had some serious deficiencies. And it was kind of funny, like, you know, that, that team in some ways, like the pitching staff really had no business even being in a regional, but got there because of what the offense was. And the offense really had no business not being a host, but, they ended up kind of where they were because of the the run prevention issues. And, you know, I mean, the defense had some, had some issues at times as well, but uh, yeah, no, thankfully I did not see it. All right. So you, you talked about, you know, some of your restraining moments, but what were some of your most favorite moments in the booth? I think the coolest thing for me, you know, um, I think 2016 tech, and again, I'm, I'm talking baseball specifically. I mean, uh, 2016 Tech Georgia, last one we played at Turner Field. Um, oh. Yeah, Mac, Mac Gonzalez and Kel Johnson go back to back in the tenth inning uh, to beat Georgia. That was really cool. Um, so that one's up there. I, the random one that I, again, I again this goes back to kind of like my, you know, indie college baseball. We're playing like week two, like in February. It's like nobody's watching baseball. We're playing Albany in baseball. 
the game is at Coastal Carolina. It's like the opening weekend or the second weekend of the season. And we're playing at Albany from the American Athletic Conference. Or no, it's from the Northeastern Conference. Some like some like conference that does not exactly have a lot of baseball talent. And we're losing eight to six. Um, and I'm sitting there like, this is a tip. We cannot lose this game. And so we're like down to like our final out. Some guy reaches on an error. Then we pinch hit our pitcher who hasn't had an at bat since like his freshman year of high school. And he gets up there. He looks really physical, like kind of like a big intimidating guy, but like, they don't know, but he's like, never, he hasn't swung a bat like in five years. And the dude who was just mowing us down all of a sudden throws like four straight balls, like just can't find the strike zone. And we're like, okay, like he just walked this guy. And then the next guy comes up and hits a walk-off bomb. Um, and it, that's that for some reason that one's up there just because I felt like we just totally stole one from a team that we really didn't needed to not lose to. Um, but yeah, I'd say Tech Georgia. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that sticks out. Um, winning the series at Clemson was pretty cool. Um, and then on, on the football side of things, like from doing the sideline reporting, uh, the Wesley Wells game winner. Uh, against Virginia about five years ago. It wound up being Paul's final home game uh, as the head football coach in 2018. Uh, Getting to interview him on the field after that was really cool. Um, Getting to interview him on the field after that was really cool. Uh, And again, just, you know, because that game, that that team was in such a hole. They really dug themselves out there uh, the second half of the season, winning four straight. And then uh, the only other and I'll tell this just because it's a funny story. The first night I was the sideline reporter for radio. Um, we were playing Tennessee, obviously at Mercedes. That was the first game I did. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. I, can, I know. And I'm sitting there, man, I'm sitting there, I'm on the sideline and I'm sweating. Like we like, all right, like I'm sitting there for the second half. Like, all right, like, look, we all know Paul Johnson, you know, it's not, a, not, not a cuddly teddy bear. Right. And I'm sitting there, I'm like 23 years old. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I should have this job or not, but I'm doing it. <laughs> And I'm sitting like I, I was like I told my buddy I was like I just hope we win, dude. I do not want to lose the post game interview with Paul Johnson. And so like we're up 28 to 14. I'm like, all right, like this this I think we're gonna win this game. Like you know, all right, we're doing okay. And then JJ Green fumbles, and then kind of everything falls apart. And you know, we obviously can't make a field goal in the post Butker era there for a little while. Um, and so we go to overtime, and I'm sitting there, and like I'm fully expecting us to go to two. Like we go for two. Like we've all watched Paul Johnson football the last 10 years. Like if we get a chance to win the game one play, like we're going we're gonna to go do that. And I'm sitting there, like, before the play is snapped, I'm like, wow, like, this whole play is going to determine how my night goes. Like, I'm either about to have yeah. an awesome interview or, like, the scariest five minutes of my life. And so I'm on the side where Taquan brings it around to the right side, and I see Cravante, and I'm like, pitch it, pitch it, pitch it. And he, and he doesn't pitch it. And I'm like, as the ball hits the ground, my heart just drops. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm about to go interview Paul Johnson. And like Paul knew how I walk. He, you know, he know yeah. me for sports yeah. info. But I'm still like, I am like, my knees are basically knocking as I'm walking off the field towards our locker room. And um, because that was the first, the first time Tech had played in that kickoff game. Right. It was. Maybe ever. Yep. I don't know. I don't 100%. think they had played it. So like, we didn't really know, like our people didn't. And we also had, I think we had, we had a brand new communication staff. Well, maybe not. Maybe that was year two. Anyway, because I was 17. Yeah, yeah, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there were, we didn't really find a place to do the interview. Like we didn't. So we were like, we were literally in, I'm not sure if you guys have been to the club level at Mercedes, but like they walk past our locker rooms, like the fans. And so it's like chaos. And then Paul walks out or Coach Johnson walks out for an interview. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, there's just like 100 people around. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, this is it. I, I press record on my phone. 
and like uh, coach uh, uh, really uh, t- uh, just stammering through the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. Tough uh, loss. Like, you know, uh, what'd you tell the team? And he's like, well, I told the team we should have won the game. You know, he goes, <laughs> gives, you know, gives this pretty much what it was. And I was like, uh, you know, the second question was like, uh, so what, uh, how do you guys get get everybody ready for next week? And he's like, oh, we got to go practice it. All right. Thanks coach. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So the cut it short. Like 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. Um, and so I go up to the booth and everybody's like, all right, great. Wiley, you know, we heard the interview. Good job. Feel free to ask more than like two questions. So I was like, all right, got it. Yeah. So, uh, Thanks for throwing me what, into the hornet's nest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was by far the, uh, the, 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 the scariest thing. And then um, the only, the other, the other post game Paul Johnson uh, interview I remember vividly uh, was 2018 uh, South Florida when we had give we gave up not one but two kickoff returns for touchdowns who was that back it was like their back i can't remember who i don't i can't remember i mean oh as you said the gosh. name I know yeah it. i think he was on the team when we played him like right two years like he, later like, yeah yeah i want to see i you know what i think he transferred to ucf i mm. swear i think he was is it possible he was on the ucf team we played this past year i don't know man that, that was the game we, we we won that game right, but it was close. Barely, yeah. No, 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 no. That no, that was uh, uh, Coach Collins' first year. We beat USF at home. Y- yes, yes. Oh, yes. that's the one I'm crossing. The year okay. before we went down there in Coach Johnson's last year and we lost. Okay, okay, well, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting. 40, yeah, yeah, because we gave up back to back, back to back kickoff returns for touchdowns. Like we gave up a kickoff oh, return for a touchdown. Went yep. down and scored. Like all right, like we made up for that. Cool, and then boom, next one runs it back again. Because what was it? Collins' year is Blake Barnett had transferred as a quarterback or something like that yes, from Alabama. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah, yes, 100%. But I swear, I'm, I'm gonna go look it up, but I swear the guy who ran those two kicks backs was like a true freshman in 2018. I think you're and right. And then this past fall, he transferred to UCF. UCF. And was like, oh, he's back again. And we're like, that's, that's not funny. <laughs> Screw you, dude. <laughs> Stop. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to. That Tennessee game, we like what we had like 500 yards of offense and we lost. And they, oh, I think yeah. Tennessee yeah. only gained like 200 and like 80 yards. I know, I know. The, 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 no, trash I'm so, I'm so, the stupid I, trash can. Trash cans, unbelievable. No, and again, Butch Jones and the whole yeah. Uh, I, I tell people all the time though, like between like like from 2008 to 2016. Yeah. Like I'd argue the experience of being a Georgia Tech football fan was like, oh, it was unrivaled. It was really like. You know, again, like like Georgia's won back to back titles, and you know, I'm you know, look, they're they're fine. It, it is what it is. But I used to tell people, I was like, I know you guys like beat us more often. Than we beat you, and I, and that's it is what it is. But I'd also say like our highs have actually been better. Like we won the Orange Bowl, won the ACC championship. Miracle on Techwood Drive stands alone by itself. Like yeah. the run from like 08 to like like again, I go back to Coach Johnson's first seven or eight years, like. That was like a pretty like I again I'd argue that was one of the better runs for any ACC team outside of maybe Clemson and Florida State. Yeah. What was it? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was game. College game day was at Tech Tennessee kickoff. College game day was there in Atlanta, and I think I had an SC- I think, well, Yeah, because I think the Saturday night game that weekend because I was working that with stat. It was Florida State and Alabama. It was like the it greatest was. opener in the history of opening. Francois tore his ACL in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, and they got destroyed. Yeah, at the end. and then literally that was like Florida State. Like it ended at that. Like that yeah. night, it was it was over. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, that was Jimbo's last year. <laughs> oh, like yeah. of, of like excellence. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think 17. That was the game. I think 
we went to game day and I had like a SEC champ or SEC East champions poster Georgia yes. Tech because we had beat Vandy. We'd beat Kentucky. It was Georgia, Kentucky, Vandy, like I said, Vandy, and then I know, and again, you pitch and that's four in a row. It's hilarious. Can yeah. I can, can I pivot to you? What 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 is y'all's favorite basketball memory? I, my favorite one. There's a picture that Danny Karnick took a picture of me and Chase. It was against Boston College, and you brought up Marcus George's hunt earlier. He hit a shot. It's really bad when Georgia Tech and Boston College are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> no he hits a, yeah. He hits a shot with maybe two seconds left in McCamish. And it's me jumping on top of him. Ron Waymer's trying to hold people back. And you can see Marcus. We we had definitely got onto the court and we could have gotten teed up, but I'm slapping <laughs> him. We got yelled and cussed out the next day. Like, you don't ever do that again. But I lost my mind. It was great. Like yeah. that's that's the picture that of the a podcast. Play? Um, there was one year it was a four point play. I don't think it was that. It was not that year because yeah, because Jordan said, I mean, I, yeah, he had a couple. There was one where he had yes. a four point. That's why I was holding up four fingers. Yeah, no, I, it wasn't that one. He hit a three okay, to, to win it. Yeah, it was it was a corner yeah. three like right in front of our faces. It was awesome. Uh, okay, um, I, I think like Tommy, our other friend was a manager. He went down. We upset what. Was it 12 Miami, frame Miami? Miami? Yeah. Yes. And they rushed the court. I was yes. going to ask you about that. That down there, like they were, were they top 10, top 15? What were they? They were top 10, I think. We, so yeah, Josh yeah. and I were not at that game. Um, okay. We, I went to Clips in that year. Yeah. So oh. Georgia Tech managers, at least I don't know what they're doing now, but um, yeah. they used to just bring two on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get and, that. I get that. Like, also, at, never, go to, never go to Little John. The Jackets don't win in Little John. Dude, no. I know, I know, it's, I know. Yeah. I, I go there too often. Yeah, living it's, in Green, it just living in Greenville. Yeah. That's the game I go to, and like clockwork, it's like, oh, close game. Up, oh, blow it at the end every time. Yep, yep. Was it was it two years ago? We there was one that got away two years ago that I put me that, like almost. In yeah, that, I, I was at that one. I was at you the, at that, that one where it was like off the glass at the like. Was I with that one? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That was, Josh, that was the, the night of my engagement party that you came to in Greenville. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that was what started our run because we lost that game. Yes. And then, yep. that, and then we didn't lose. And then we made the tournament. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking that night that it was like, all right, like, they've hung in there so well. They, they can't survive. Like, there's no way they can survive. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we just had a tough, tough time up there for whatever I, reason. I will say, I really – that was a fun team, though. 19 team was fun. Like, I wish I was a manager then. Because, like, because you went to the ACC championship, didn't – because, oh, yeah, I got some lovely texts from Chase at the ACC championship. But that, that was a team of straight destiny. Like – Oh, yeah. From the – because you were there when we were in school. Like, Georgia Tech went into the ACC tournament. Guess who were playing in the first round? That's why I said Boston College. It's always Boston College. Always Boston we, College. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we lose the first on, round every time. On a, on a Tuesday. On a, yeah. on a Tuesday. I, no, I remember – I remember. Uh, I think I think was it was Obama speaking on campus when we were playing that game? I guess you guys were up there, oh, but – I don't know. It, it, somebody was speaking. It might have been – I thought it was Obama. Maybe it was – probably right, though, because that's about that time frame, right? Yeah, was, like somebody came – somebody was speaking at McCamish. And like, hey, you going to this? He's like, no, we, no we, we got we got BC at high noon at Greensboro. <laughs> I kind of locked in. I don't care about um, this president coming to my university. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just like, I'm sorry. And, like, and again, that – yeah, that, 
So wait, this was the 14-15 team that like set the record for the most like one point losses in ACC history, right? Yes. Yeah, we were snake bitten because wasn't it 15? We made it to the NIT with Gregory. I can't remember who who uh, who transferred in from. Robert Carter left to to Maryland, right? And then we got Charles. Was it uh, Chuck, 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 Chuck Mitchell? Chuck Mitchell. Chuck Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. And then it was uh, uh, Demarcus uh, Demarco Cox. Yeah. yeah, they transferred in. And it, we kind of got kind of an upgrade, no but, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of upgrade, Chase, we were past this. This this is not a normal episode, folks. But this is better than a power hour. This is a nostalgia <laughs> no, hour. We're just, that's basically what we're doing here. So yeah, cool. it's fantastic. Another one. I'd say um, so. My my best memory. Um, I mean, in general, I think in as much as practice sucks sometimes, like the funniest memories that I look back on are just like some of the random moments yeah. with the coaches. Um, but if I had to say my best memory, though, it was probably um, just going going to Duke. Going to Duke. We got. I mean, we got blown out. But um, my parents were living in North Carolina at the time, so they they got to come to the game somehow. They like knew some people that were Duke season ticket holders. They're like, you can go to the game, but you wear white and you do not scream for Georgia Tech. But you can go. <laughs> so they went, and we kept it close the first half. It was like real. I think we might have been tied, or I don't know. It was really close. And then they busted it up in the second half. But yeah, I just remember you know national anthem going on, and somehow the way they did it, like we're we stood on the court the national anthem and i look back to my back right shoulder and coach k is right behind me i'm like gosh this is amazing <laughs> uh, thought about taking a selfie and i was like if they if the coaching staff sees me do this i'll probably get fired yeah um, <laughs> not get not getting a ride home either but no. i really i really wanted to um and the, like the staff there was just next level like no no place we went to like took care of us like that like we, we showed up and like whatever you need, let us know. Like, this is here, this is here. And it was just like, you know, top shelf, which I feel like you hear that from a lot of people that talk about good programs. It's like, it's, it's top tier from the top down. So um, that, that was pretty cool just to, just to see, like we'd go for shoot around um, the night before and, you know, it literally looks like a high school gym. And then, then you get there on game day and it's like a whole nother level. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Enough, enough about us. Enough about us. <laughs> so well, I appreciate you all indulging me. Yeah, no, no, no. This is this is great. Um, so I put this one in here. Top three calls of all time. Doesn't have to be yours. This okay. is like this is you thinking back to any other sportscaster too. Like so I'm thinking of, you know, uh West Durham, what was it? The the uh was the awesome. the, the muff the muff and the throw, whatever it was. Yes, 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 yes. Legend, he has lived up to the legendary Billy. Billy yep. Yes, yeah, that's that's my freshman. that's my favorite one. Yeah, so yeah. that's like a top one. All right, so uh, no, I mean that that's that's hard to beat. Um, that, that can be in there too. Yeah, I, that's so. I from a, you, are we talking Georgia Tech specifically or just in general? Um, we'll go Georgia Tech. Okay, so I think for me. The Will Bynum buzzer beater, and like just the, mainly the, what I remember from West specifically is basically almost him trying to catch his breath about Georgia Tech playing for the national championship, and then he like he does this pause and he goes on Monday night. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> like that, that's up there for like I don't know why that stuck with me so well, but like 
again that, that whole month man like we were like we watched every game we had season tickets that year and like what made that so wild is a like good team we're a three seed like it's not as if like we're pulling off like some type of george mason type of run like we're a three like we're a good team um but every game is single digits like from round one every game is single digits and you know you go to the press uh the, the press conference room at mccamish now and you know there's 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 this article and look i mean you know i i i, I like mark bradley you know there, there's some things that you know i again i mean you know look everybody's got everybody's got their own biases i think mark does, does does a reasonably good job but there's there's the front page from after they beat oklahoma state to get the final four it's framed up on the wall at mccamish up in the press conference area and and the headline and i thought mark had a really good line he says words fail but or a tech seemingly can't and like mm. that just felt to me like they just they just couldn't lose like it was unbelievable um especially like you guys were talking about kansas and then uh uh oklahoma state what was crazy actually i remember one time like this is probably six seven years ago like they were cleaning out an office and a lot of west durham's charts like from games he had called were in the office he 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 came by and picked them up but like i was snooping through them before he went and got them and I found his chart from the Elite Eight game against Kansas. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this oh, is like, man. This Dude, that's – yeah. Isn't yeah. That crazy? Just do a that's quick so... uh, Xerox to that real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we, we can hit him up. But, no, that – so, beating Oklahoma State, I think um, that one's up there. I, I got to give it to, to, to Brandon and Roddy for 2014, clean old-fashioned oh, yeah. hate. Like – Butker got it, made it by a half yard. Um, that one's up. I was in the stands for that one. That was cool. I've also yeah, same dude. Yes, I was. I've been at all three of the last times Tech's beating Georgia football. Same dude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anybody, anybody who went in 08, by the way, like mad respect because because like, it was wet. As the hell. weather was awful, and like, it was a noon kick. Like Tech, I mean, had a pretty good year, but like. It wasn't really the expectation. Like again, seven. It's been seven years. And uh, you're playing since, like Stafford and like Mar- No yeah, Shot Marino. Yeah. And and I'd gone up the two years prior, like in '04. We we left early, thank God, before Reggie threw it out of bounds. Oh. Um, oh. which you know it's funny. Like Reggie gets a ton of grief. The guy was a great player. He had yeah, some yeah, really yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He was. He was like I, I ACC Rookie of the Year like. Again, I, I feel like in some ways he's underappreciated for what he did at Georgia Tech because, candidly, he had some really bad moments in some big spots. But he, he also has some big wins. Right. Uh, like abs- they, oh, Auburn. Absolutely. Yeah, Auburn. Was it Miami they trounced on? Like, he had some oh, yeah. big wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard, I've heard that that Miami win in 05, like, late in the season. Like, there's – I I've heard – I don't – I wasn't there, obviously. I've heard some stories about that trip and, like, you got – Get somebody on who was who was around that group, man. Because I'm again, I'm confident. It's been almost twenty years now, so you got to find somebody to give you the scoop on that. But I've heard some stories about about that weekend specifically down there. Um, and then, see, so yeah, I'm going West Durham, Oklahoma State win. Uh, how can you not say West Durham, uh, 04, Clemson? Like my God. Yeah. Um, and then I'll throw uh, I'll throw Georgia Tech and Georgia 2014, just just because of like. I mean, I went to high school with Harrison. Uh, he was a year he was a year behind me. Um, so like it was part of it was like Tech beat Georgia on an unbelievable field goal. And the other part is like, oh my God, I, like 
I know Harrod. Like this is insane. Like that guy, that kid, like who I've known since he was like twelve. He didn't do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's up there for sure. Dude, that's the crazy thing is that like started his ascent too. Because oh no doubt no because I remember like you talk to tech people who can't now. I mean I he's you know he's my guy. So I was yeah. like I was sitting there with a buddy who's like as big a tech fan as the three of us are, and he's like Butker has no shot. He misses like every other kick, and I'm like dude. I'm telling you, he's got the leg, and we're outside of 40, so, like, it's not an angle issue. Which, no. if you talk to Harrison, I think that was the biggest thing he struggled with, like, to unlock that last piece was, you know, he he could hit it from 50, no problem. He could hit it from inside of 25, but it was the angle and the geometry got a little tricky, you know, there inside the 30 to, you know, 40-yard range. But yeah, I think he, he had, figured it out. Yeah, he just had to go to tech for, you know, become an IE, yeah. figure out that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, 100%, 100%. Yeah, I remember well, thinking he wasn't, Super like yeah, his his make percentage wasn't great. He graduated sixteen, but, right? Yeah, but it yes. wasn't it wasn't yeah, bad. Yeah, seventeen, 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 his last seventeen. Was 60. His last so he was a was 60. so he was a freshman just about like right like or, or he was a sophomore that sophomore. sophomore. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, but I mean to that point, attempts. like he, like yeah, like he he like he he said like that that kick took him like just mentally took him to another level because before that like talent 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 he right. hit one he missed one he hit one he missed one. That once he hit that, like it was gangbusters, like he was good to go. Yeah, because like I remember 2016, we were what went to Ireland, what game yeah. winner there. Like he had multiple game winners. Like the guy's good. Yeah. Oh, Virginia I was, Tech one year was 14 yeah. as well. That was 14. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that was big too. That was before the Georgia kick. That was only like 30 yards. I think Michael Brewer coughed it up or something for VT. Oh, yeah. Um, I was on that Boston College trip um to Ireland. Oh, let me tell you too. <laughs> Yo, no, that hell yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've never seen like a more just like first off, Georgia Tech stole that game. They had no yes. business winning that game. No. And be so I was I'm traveling with the team because I was filling in for Andy Waters on the sideline. And I'm traveling with the team. We are in line and like, you know, we're part of the event. So they've got like the buses and like security set up for us to go through. But what they basically put Boston College and Georgia Tech, like it was a single file line and like right next to each other. And we're just like sitting there, we're like looking over to our right, like, man, those guys are gonna have a long flight home. And we're like, sorry, we kind of stole that one from you. Like, yeah. And like I just remember sitting there on the flight and everybody was like, Man, this would suck so bad if we lost. Yeah. Like that flight, yes, you know, like, I mean, there's like long flight homes, but like you're we're flying across the Atlantic with like a stolen win like Diedrich Mills massive oh yeah um, and then here's the other piece of like go back to Techwood Drive like Florida State in 2015 like hey Brad Stewart unbelievable catch JT incredible run Butker nailed like three like challenging yeah. field goals and if all those things don't happen like Lance didn't get the opportunity to do what he did no 100% that's I didn't even think I forgot because well at least for the Boston College game it was the nastiest weather ever like, like you said, like the Georgia, yeah, it was like rain. I remember them slipping down. Didn't JT threw like a, was it, it was like fourth and 17 conversion to Searcy. Yeah, Quay Searcy. Yeah. The, the fact that I can remember that live is ridiculous. Oh, big because, time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the memory went kaputz once we kicked the field goal. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I just remember like looking at Chase going, what the hell are we watching here, dude? This is, <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> Yep, get to do it all over again next year, Florida State. Yep. Hopefully, yep. hopefully they get the win. Uh, yeah, those, those are good times. 
Um, so yeah. what's your favorite college to visit? I mean, like it could be just because of the the booth setup or just the the college in general. But which which place do you look forward to most on the schedule? And I guess this so this could probably, probably be for baseball. Yeah, no, I'll tell you this. Like I uh I've I've been to all of them, everybody in the league except for Syracuse because they don't have a baseball team and football. The one year we went up there, it was COVID, so we didn't travel. Radio didn't travel. Um, I tell people all the time, like you can SEC this and that. Like the towns in the SEC West are tough. Like Starkville's <laughs> tough. Oxford's yeah. tough. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm like, look, like, it's a great atmosphere. But I tell, like, that's one of the reasons I chose Georgia Tech, too, is because, like, I wanted to go to school in a city. So, like, I tell people all the time, like, ACC travel is kind of nice. Um, so, I don't know. I like the hot weather. Like, I know this is a, like Miami's pretty hard to beat. Like, Miami's pretty hard to beat. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, if it's if it's March and we're going down there for a baseball series and it's all of a sudden it's, like, 75 and sunny, like, that's pretty great. So, Miami's up there. Um try to run through the other ones uh lua i mean i don't mean to throw shade at anybody but louisville wasn't um what i thought it was going to be like i thought it was going to be a little i don't know what i expected i guess but like i yeah that, uh, i surprisingly did did not enjoy louisville as much as i thought i was going to i've heard it's kind of a wait papa john's is kind of a tacky place anyway right <laughs> yeah well i'll say this that's actually probably one of my favorite trips i've ever been on was that football game up in 18 when tech put 66 on them like that was wild yeah, that was nuts. Uh, I was I was supposed to go to that game with my family, and then I had like you know with work every now and then back then I'd have to work a weekend, and that just happened to be the weekend I had to work, so I didn't get to go. And I remember I, just checking the score, and I was like, "Dang, that would have been a good one to go to." <laughs> I think me and Madison, my wife now, uh, we went to. I think it was like the only time because she was working and I, or I just started working. We went to uh, 30A and I remember I was the only one and I made them change the game to the, you know, on the bar like there. And I'm like having a, a cow drinking and like laughing. Okay, you look at this 66 points and no one else gives a rats. Yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind. I'll, I'll be yeah. quiet now. Sorry. Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say Miami probably. I, I know that's a boring answer. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like a sleeper in there, like for me, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like Pittsburgh, which I know, like, you know, I, I think Pittsburgh's kind of slept, but I'm like, I'm very much a city guy. Like, I'm not like, like, you want to see fish out of water, like, send me to Blacksburg. Like, I don't know what to do. I was, was like, going to say, like, I, I liked, I liked Blacksburg when we went. See, that's, I just, again, dude, that's Your so sister also went to Blacksburg. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought the campus was pretty and yeah. the, stone, the stone and everything, but, and the, Are you they, a- put the, they put you up in the Virginia Tech Hotel, which is nice. Are you a big uh, barbecue guy, Wiley, or no? Uh, I, I, I've grown into it, to be honest with you. Like, Nolan Alexander, who I did baseball with for a number of years, he still tells a story when I was, like, a freshman in college. We went to a big barbecue joint in Carolina, and I got, like, chicken tenders or something. Uh, and so, like, he crushed me. But, like, I've uh, since, like, I've, yeah. I've expanded my palate. Like, I'm a big brisket guy. Like, I can't cook it. I'm not – but I, like, I thoroughly enjoy it. Like, Sweet Auburn's, like, one of my favorite spots. Uh, down on ponds that place is awesome um so yeah no i've 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 grown into it i would say trying to think of anything else uh i got i I got one i saw saw your uh, stat inputter for the falcons is that something you're still doing uh yes so again you know like a good georgia tech student you know i'm able to you know I'm, i'm at least competent on a computer so i'm the guy um who basically keys in every play for falcons home games 
And it's funny, the direction they give you on like scoring plays, like do not press enter until like that's been confirmed by a video oh, review gotcha. or not. And we're like, well, all right, like if why don't we just press enter and if they take it off the board, we'll just fix it because it's, re- it's a review. And like, no, 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 it, it screws up everybody's fantasy scores. And people get pissed. <laughs> we're like, is that actually what we're doing? It's like 100%. We're like, okay. Oh, so, no way. Yeah, yeah. So like, I like, we will get scolded. Like if, 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 if I'm like, quick on the trigger and like throw it in like it's never now it has never happened to where they like take yeah. it off the board but like if they see i inputted it like it'll be like a plain as day like guy catches it in the middle of the end zone and like like just wide open or he just like again could not have been more clearly a touchdown like they said do not do it until the guy the the replay review guys wearing like a teal shirt and teal hat until like he walks off the field i can't press that he scored a touchdown i thought like es that's that's hilarious. Okay, well, yeah. I learned something you know about fantasy yes. today. I was today years old when I learned that Wiley <laughs> yeah. controls my fantasy output. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's incredible, so, man. Yeah, but no, that it's been cool. We got a chance to work the Super Bowl when it was here. You know, on that thrilling what was it, thirteen to three or something? I don't know. That was um, cool. Um, and I get to work a lot of the college games too. Um, uh, would that, that come in? I guess Aflac's the sponsor now instead of Chick-fil-A, at least for the kickoff game. But getting to work those games is cool. Um, yeah, man. It's, I, you know, I again, from Atlanta, I, I miss the Georgia Dome. Mercedes has every bell and whistle possible. But, like, you know, seven-year-old me didn't go to a Falcons game in Mercedes-Benz. So that's that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have that grind to it, you know? You no, know, it did not. Grit, no, and I, no, and let me, dude, going to see Vic there, like on a, on a Sunday afternoon when you're like nine or 10 years old, it was electric, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. You don't have to answer this. We're going to, we're going to, we're nearing the end. So take, okay. this, take this. You can leave, take it, leave it. Not offended. <laughs> you said it right back. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? We'll go by each sport if you can. What, what how do you feel yeah. about the direction? I mean, I, I think with, with the Batman coming in uh, as the new AD, AK, um, hey, Bat. yeah, J Bat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, brain fart. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the direction of number one the football program because that's the closest you know big uh, you know money making sport right now, uh, and then what do you think about basketball maybe, or at least yeah, what's so your I'll pulse start, on the program? Yeah, I'll start with and, and let me start this too. Like I I worked inside Georgia Tech and again as a like I'm not like I wasn't in like a decision making capacity but like I worked inside Georgia Tech athletics you know similar to you guys uh, as a student uh, for my five years there as a student I can, can, I, can I tell a quick story about about my my, my my student thing also this this is come on go. man so I finish up uh, my fourth year at Tech I have six hours of class left it's like literally two classes and my parents are like why'd you do that and I was like what do you mean it's like what well, did you you could have just easily taken like one extra class and two of those eight semesters and you could be done. I was like, yeah, but I, uh, I kind of want one more baseball season. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And it's like, people go four and a half all the time for football. Why can't I go five for baseball? And right. it's like, well, how are you going to stretch six hours of class over two semesters? I said, well, I'll intern. So I interned in the summer with a local summer baseball league. I interned in the fall at an investment bank because I majored in finance and figured I'd at least do something with it for at least a season of my life. Um, and so anyway, so I do those two things. And my parents are like, all right, cool. Like if you're making money, you know, that's fine. Doesn't matter, you know, whatever. One more semester, all good. But when I went to register for classes for the spring of my fifth year, I like 
typed in my GTID and like went to what, what was the site? Buzz what Buzzfeed was, uh, or Buzz Buzzport. Buzzport. Not Buzzport. 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 Not Buzzfeed. Buzzport. Yeah, yeah. Buzzport. That's what it was. <laughs> not quite Buzzfeed. Um, but I literally typed in my credentials and like you cannot register for classes. Like I was like, what is this? What is like error? Like you're not eligible to register for classes. So I call up my uh my my adv- academic advisor and I'm like, hey, like I'm trying to register for classes, like what's going on? It's like well, let me see. And she's like, pulls up my phone. I was like, says you are no longer enrolled at the Georgia Institute of Technology. And I was like, what? <laughs> so anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my God. And so basically what had happened, I was always under the impression that like, they'd say, oh, register your internship with us so we can put it on your diploma. And I was like, I'll be honest. I don't really care if my internship's on my diploma or not. Like, I really don't care. Yeah. But because I had not registered the internship in the summer and the fall, I basically had been, you know, a wall for two semesters so they, they basically by their rule they say i dropped out and so i like had to reapply to georgia tech and get back in. no way that's the, so that was wild that is um, i didn't have to write ridiculous. an essay or anything but yeah I, we had to get that in just because like again you know i'm sitting there like oh, prior priority registration was nice you know maybe just don't kick me out of school but uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, again, cracking. And again, like ultimately, like clearly, I should have like confirmed, like I'm still good. But I, I, anyway, that's on me. But very funny for all for one more baseball season. I didn't tell my parents that story until I'd already gotten back into school. Um, <laughs> As a wise man does. Good call. Yeah, yeah, good call. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, well, I forgot what your question was before that. I'm sorry. Jack. Direction to the programs. Yes, yeah, football. Yeah. So I'll say this: like I do like. I'm a huge, huge Paul Johnson guy. That's kind of where I start with it all. Like I'm a huge Paul Johnson guy. I think he did a really fine job of getting uh, a lot out of Georgia Tech. Um, that, yeah, again, I think I think for given some of the reasons, especially in the second half of his tenure, like given some of the resources that 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 I think Tech had at that time, he did more with less, which I think, to be honest with you, is kind of what Georgia Tech's playbook has always been. I mean, Bill, Bill Curry, you know, who coached here 40 years ago, uh, talks about how, you know, for Georgia Tech, they've, they've got to, you know, they've got to be able to, to, to extract value out of, out of every resource they have. But to me, from, from talking uh, to, to Coach Key, um, you know, and from talking to others who have worked with him before his time at Georgia Tech, there just seems to be such a a high level of confidence. And I think we kind of saw that in the last two months that he took over, you know, this is a guy who I think has seen what, what works at the highest level of the sport, what doesn't work at the highest level of the sport. And, and you're going to get into my bias here a little bit, but kind of like what we were talking about, you know, to, to open up the show, I think a lot of fans get caught up with, with the, the, the tech uh, incest or is it nepotism or whatever, just the idea that we like our own a lot. Yeah, but I also think that Georgia Tech is such a different job in college athletics, and that I don't care. If that means different job as a football coach, a basketball coach, an athletic director, a marketing director, a ticket sale. Like the whole thing is kind of a a unicorn in a lot of ways. And you know, because I mean, it's been said for a long time. You know, we have more in common with MIT or Caltech than we do Duke or Stanford. I the 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 academic comps of Duke and Stanford have never held a lot of water for me, just because it's we're both very great academic institutions, but it's different fields of study. So I don't, I'm not sure that's, that's a fair comparison. Anyway, I'm getting long winded on it. I have a lot of confidence in Brent because he he loves Georgia tech. I he's been in the game of college football for a long time. Um, and, and quite honestly, I think he's a straight shooter, which I think, you know, for, for Georgia tech, 
I think that resonates not just with the players and the staff, but it resonates with the fan base, the alumni. I mean, I also think that's, that's one of the, the, the traits of, of the Georgia Tech fan base and Georgia Tech student body and community is, you know, it, it, you, you, you don't have to sit here and tell us, you know, it's, we're going 12 and 0 this year. Right. You know, you can tell us, you, yep. you, we, we can handle the truth. You know, I think that's, I think that's, that, that's the biggest thing. So I think that's one of Brent's great, greatest strengths. And on top of this, like in my book, in some ways he, he's got credibility because he loves the place. This is his dream job. And I, I feel extremely confident um, that he's, he's going to put Georgia tech in a place where they can compete at a high level. Um, and, and, and again, I mean, you know, everybody has professional pride. I get that, but it's a little more personal with him because he's from here. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you talk about like how you, you're a Paul Johnson homer. I love Paul. Something that's different from Brent, but the same that I see in Paul was that the dude's tough as nails, right? Like yeah. that's that, that competitive edge and fires there that, you know, I, I don't want to disrespect any coach before, but like, it's just different, right? Like it, and you look at the two, uh, comparison and I probably have bias because you know we had what the last two guys on the podcast were uh offensive linemen under him so you know they they love the guy too but you can see it in his, his press conference it's, it's no bs straight ball just like Paul was and it, there's like a semi-kindred spirit and I think that's that's kind of cool a little excited his recruiting class right now kind of hot right now we just got James oh, no just got Jamison Riggs today from Clemson and uh, Auburn. Sorry about it. Not really. Uh, we're we're on a kind of a tear. Uh, if if we can have a good season, I think uh, the future looks very bright. Yeah, I and I agree. And I you know, I mean, I was at that Virginia Tech game in Blacksburg this past fall. Zach Pyron, I think, showed a lot of people what I mean. That that was one of the more if you want to talk about gritty, tough. I mean, my gosh, that kid, dude. Like it yeah. kind of blew it, it. It blew me away. What he, what you know, kind of what he brought, the way the team responded, all those types of things. Yeah, we're we're hopeful, man. I, I you know, I've got nothing but good things to say about Coach Key so far. Um, but yeah, like you said about Byron, um, I think you know we just had ACC Media Day, and and I think a lot of the national media that's you know not is in tune with the program as we are because we're sickos. Um, they just they just think, oh, Georgia Tech got a transfer quarterback from Texas A and M. Like he's going to be the starter. Like. No, no, maybe not. I mean, that, like, there's there's a competition there. So, yeah, that's well, no disrespect to Haynes King either, but you know. Oh no doubt, no. And again, I mean, I, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, you guys might have more insight on that on, on that stuff than I do because I mean, again, I've spent the last um, several months working Brave stuff, and um, you know, I haven't had a chance to even get down to practice and like that. So, or or you know, talk to anybody or whatnot. So. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I think, I think he's got a good place. I haven't had a chance to, to, to cross paths directly uh, with coach Stoudemire. Um, but you know, I think the recruiting class and transfer class has been pretty loud. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really appreciative for what Josh Passner did, uh, at Georgia yep. tech. Yep. Um, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I'm I thought, I thought Damon Stoudemire was a really exciting hire, uh, from Jay bad. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't expect that type of splash. It kind of caught me off guard. Um, and I think that was, it was kind of refreshing too, I think for Georgia Tech fans as a whole to kind of say, okay, like, you know, this is, you know, this is a pretty big hire. Um, and, you know, I mean, in, in, in the few times I've had a chance to interact uh, with Jay Bad, I, I you just, again, this is coming from somebody who's, I'm a sports broadcaster, I haven't worked in athletic administration. I'm, you know, I'm not even 30 yet. I mean, like I'm, 
all I know is I, I've been impressed with the interactions and I, and I think he's, he's been able to drum up a lot of support uh, in, in tech circles in a, in a short amount of time, which, you know, I think for where we are uh, is, is pretty critical. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say too, one thing that impressed me this week was uh, Angel Cabrera sending out the update to everybody. And, you know, he touched on Chris Eubanks and the perseverance of that. And, Lambert too just, out there. It just it just yeah, really Crystal. really refreshing. Yeah, Lamprecht and um just refreshing to have a president that's invested. He understands that like yeah. we could be more than just an academic institution. Like if we we're the total package, you know? And that's right. Um that that was just really cool to see how he's he's back J Bat, you know, giving him the resources to make these hires and then just showing showing that we gotta put our money where our mouth is. So yeah, I think it's exciting times ahead. Hundred percent. No, and, and and again, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. And it, I'll say this too, you know, for tech fans who obviously you know, the last couple of years have been tough on both the football and the basketball side, things can flip so fast in today's mm-hmm. world of college athletics. Like it, like it just it it can flip on a dime. So yeah. like I mean, be ready. Like I mean, honestly. I, yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't. I'm not going to recognize the basketball roster at all when they start playing in november like it's you know we will have miles kelly and debo out there other than that i'm like i don't i'm not gonna know who's well and and baseball is pretty similar i mean baseball oh yeah we have a slew transfers in yeah no they they've you know and obviously they they made a change on their coaching staff uh pitching coach and um yeah they there's a ton of turnover like and not even pitch i mean there's a bunch of new hitters like that team is going to be similar, similarly, you know, uh, unrecognizable from what it was a year ago, like with basketball. Yeah. Well, Wiley, just want to say this, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, Chase, you got anything else? No. Yeah. Wiley. Thanks. Thanks so much for, for joining us. I really appreciated going down memory lane with you talking <laughs> yeah, about your, I mean, your experiences on the, in the booth. Uh, it was, it was, it was a good chat. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, like, I mean, I'm not. I, when, when, real, when, when were y'all's last year's managing? Uh, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. Okay. So I guess I just, I must have, uh, the second half of my college, like 16, 17, 18, like basically our ritual was like, I'd go get, we'd go to $3 with the student managers after every basketball home game. Like that was kind of our move. So I'm sorry. I, I just yeah, you know, good. didn't get on the boat quicker. Um, <laughs> yeah. but no, was it Gabe I, was still I, there? Adam Prather was the guy who was running most of it at that point. Yeah, I mean, he I th- transferred in mm. um, from chemist. I'm trying to think of who else was there. Like Eric Madey, but he there's no way he's younger than me. So I'm I, sure I remember. Was. Yeah, I remember seeing some stuff from him. But yeah, we didn't cross paths with him. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think we knew. No, him. I. Again, like I said, whether whether you're a manager or a sports info intern or just a fan of Georgia Tech, like. You know, if you're if you're in this at the level we are, like there's there's a certain level of kindred spirit, right? Like it's yeah. just oh, it's love. It's really cool. And yeah. and the, and and when the success comes, you know, again, like it makes it that much sweeter. So here's to, here's to the next uh, uh, legendary billing call uh, for for an event. We'll see. <laughs> I'll see, I'll see, if I, I'll see if I can get Andy the Metro on it this fall. Wait, yeah, man. man. Waiting on it. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate it, Wiley. Have a good Absolutely. one, man. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, guys.